What's up, everyone? This is episode 258 of the Wax Museum podcast, where I talk about all things basketball cards from past to present to future. This is your host, Kyle, and as always, you guys can find me throughout the week on social media. My Instagram is at Wax Museum Podcast, and my X account is at Wax Museum PC. All right, well, happy trade deadline week. If you guys are like me, you've been glued to your phones or your computers or your TVs trying to catch up with the news. I hope all your favorite teams end up with the guys you'd hope they'd go after this week. Uh, Unless, of course, you're a Pistons fan or you're a fan of a team that's competitive in the East and more specifically the Central Division. I, you know, just I can't support that, obviously. Uh, In all seriousness, every year around this time, I usually try to give some thoughts on trades as it pertains to cards, seen as this is a hobby podcast. I kind of did that already when the Siakam trade went down, so I think I'm just going to forego that this week, which really works out fine, because this week's main segment ended up being longer than I anticipated. It's something I've been wanting to do for a long time now, though. I ranked all 11 years of Prism Golds, and when I say Golds, I mean true Golds. I'm not talking about Shimmers or Pulsars or Waves or whatever else is out there, and I know there are some people out there that don't like the phrase true golds. Well, I've got no issues with it. I'm going to use it, and I'm going to talk about those true golds today. Now, as with all types of ranked lists, there will be people that agree and disagree with my selections, and that's part of what makes this so fun. Maybe it will generate some healthy hobby banter in the process. Anyway, that will be part of today's main segment, so you'll want to make sure to stay tuned for that. But first, I've got some mail, and this was a pretty active mail week. I'm going to cover the majority of it either via this segment or my YouTube channel or my social media. On here, I'm just going to focus on one package, which contained a fun mix of cards I purchased off fellow Pacers fan and Wax Museum podcast guest, multi-time guest, Steve, aka Vintage Pacers. So Steve posted in one of my group chats that he was looking to purchase a Grail card and he needed some funds, and he did something I've never seen him do before. He said, hey, here's my Flickr link. Let me know if there's something you like, and maybe we can make a deal. Well, of course there's stuff that I like. He has an amazing Pacers collection, so I knew that was there. I knew it was a great opportunity, even if I stayed away from his one-on-ones and set chases and things like that, because I didn't want him to feel pressured into moving those. So I think I ended up sending him 11 images of cards I wanted prices for, There were a few Danny Grangers that he weeded out, and that was fine. He sent me prices for everything. I narrowed that group down to five. I made what I thought was a fair offer, and that was that. There wasn't a lot of back and forth, and we've dealt before in the past, and and this was just another easy transaction, so it's nice to have friends where you can do that with. So I won't do a full write-up for each card, but I figure I should at least name them off for you. And just a heads up, like I said, you'll be able to see this box opening on my YouTube channel as well. So I received a 2005-2006 Topps 52 style gold of Jamal Tinsley, numbered to 25, a 2015-2016 Father's Day NBA Draft Combine patch of Miles Turner, a 2018-2019 Prism Gold of Tyreek Evans, numbered to 10, and obviously I'll talk more about that set in today's main segment, a 2018-2019 Prism Gold also of Miles Turner, number to 10. I think that gives me over half the Pacers team set now. And then a 2020-2021 National Treasures, Tremendous Treasures, Hickory, Jumbo Patch of Doug McDermott, number to 25. 
For whatever reason, I'm hoarding those. I think just because I really like the hickory stuff. And that actually gives me eight of the 25. And I have let some go. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pay over a certain amount. Even the ones that I let go were still pretty cheap. So if someone else wanted one, they, they could have gotten one. So I've got eight of the 25, though, because it's, it's not a very desirable card. So like I said, a very fun mail day this week. Very fun mail week. But in this one in particular, Steve ended up getting funds for his grail. I got some cards I wanted. It was a win-win. So feel free to head on over to my YouTube channel if you want to see me unboxing that and more. All right, before I move into today's main segment, I want to remind you that this show is brought to you in part by ComC.com, your home for buying, selling, flipping, and grading all the hottest trading cards. And right now they are running an MLB leadoff promo where you can get 30% off select and elite baseball submissions. This is valid until March 8th. And by the way, this also stacks with the Fresh Pulls program. So you can really um, take advantage of that, especially if you're a baseball person. To learn more about this and other exciting ComC opportunities, head on over to the ComC blog. Okay, and then real quick, some of you have asked me for ways you can help support this show. The easiest way is my eBay affiliate link. And using this link costs you absolutely nothing, just an extra 30 seconds or so of your time, but it helps support the show. To access this link, simply go to waxmuseumpodcast.com, click the eBay logo, shop as planned, so whatever you are going to buy anyway, just click my link first, and the show gets a small commission in the process. Once again, that's www.waxmuseumpodcast.com. Hustle, grind, spam, profit. We're the Rip Gods. You're listening to the Wax Museum Podcast. Okay, so seeing as the hobby version of 2023-24 Prism is set to drop soon, I figure it's only right that I offer up some Prism-themed content this week. And this is something I've wanted to do for a while now anyway, but today I'm going to rank all 11 years of Prism Gold Parallels. Now, before I run you through these rankings, I want to make it very clear that this is all 100% subjective. Not here to convince you that one particular year is better than any other. I'm just going to tell you which ones I like, and why. So if you really like the year, let's say that I have ranked dead last, that's okay. There's no reason for that to change. This is not meant to influence you in any sort of way. One more thing I want to touch on before I begin is an overview of how I figured out my rankings, because I didn't have any sort of formal rubric or anything like that. It simply involved me sitting down with my binder of cards, putting them under the light, and looking at them all side by side, and is really an excuse for me to go through my stuff again. So I, I enjoyed that part of it. But I actually did this probably about a month ago, and then I set the project aside. And then earlier this week, I looked at my binder again and ranked them a second time without looking at the previous rankings just to see if anything had changed. And I think I only swapped a couple this time around. So I feel pretty good about the list overall because I've worked through it a couple times. And you'll see when I'm all done. But I've got six that I really like, three that are just okay, and two, that it wouldn't bother me if they didn't exist. And throughout this process, the one thing I kept coming back to was the idea of shine over design. For example, there are some base designs that look really nice, but the gold on them doesn't pop quite as much as I would like. Whereas there are other base designs that, you know, they seem kind of average, but they're a lot more conducive to showing off the shine of the gold. So you'll likely see this shine over design theme come into play here again and again, um, that's just personally what I prioritize. Even though I said there's not a formal rubric, there are still some preferences there. 
And then obviously the releases that had both a great shine and a great design, well, those are going to be the ones that ranked pretty high for me. But this is a countdown, so I won't be talking about those until we get closer to the end. And some of these will go quicker than others. But first, we have to get past the years that struggled with both shine and design, including my 11th ranked gold prism, which in my opinion is just egregiously bad in both areas. This one wasn't even close. Number 11 is the 2019-2020 Prism Gold. And if you're having trouble picturing that one off the top of your head, it's the Zion Rookie Year. It's got a solid border pretty much the whole way around the card, save for a pair of notches, for lack of a better word, on the top and bottom. The bottom notch has the team name in it, and that is uh, above that is the player name, kind of incorporated in the gold border. And 2019 is the only year that does that, by the way. And then right above that is the Prism logo. And the only other year that had all this stuff bunched together was 2015. But for what for reasons I'll explain later, I like that set much, much better. Uh, another design element that's unique to 2019 is that it has these, I don't know what you want to call them, rings maybe? It's some sort of circular pattern that's in every corner of the player photo. And, uh, you know, this is not the first year that there have been rings incorporated into a design, but for 2019, it just looks awful. Uh, But believe it or not, that's still not the worst element of this year's set. A little less than halfway down the card, on the left and right side borders, there are these two black horizontal lines that are maybe a centimeter long apiece. Now, the lines themselves aren't a problem. In fact, I think they look fine on the base cards and the silvers. But for every other parallel, whether it's green or blue, or in this case gold, the border color fades to white as you move closer to these lines, and it just doesn't look right to me. And if that wasn't bad enough to top it all off, the solid part at both the top and the bottom border, it's really dull. And you'll remember earlier I talked about how I prioritize shine over design. Well, if Panini had produced this version with a gold that really popped... I might have had to think twice about that whole approach because I don't think any level of shine could atone for the abomination that was the 2019 design. But uh, as it currently stands, I don't have to worry about any sort of backtracking. And I think I made it abundantly clear by now that I think 2019 was a disaster when it comes to both design and shine. Uh, And I promise I won't spend this much time on every ranking moving forward, but 2019 deserved it for all the wrong reasons. Okay. Number 10 on my list is the most recent iteration, before this coming week at least, and that is 2022-23. And I should clarify, even though it's one spot above 2019 in my rankings, the gap between 2019 and 2022 is huge. And the 2022 version is really not all that different from 2020 or 2021, And that repetition is not necessarily a bad thing. I know that's been one of the knocks on other products over the years like Flawless or Immaculate. People say the cards all look the same and they can't tell the years apart. But to me, that's part of building continuity. So I'm okay with that to an extent. You want there to be things that carry over and look alike from year to year. So I have no issues with that. Design-wise, the worst parts of 2022 all deal with the border, which is really thick. So much so that it minimizes the in-game photos, and in my opinion, that's been one of the best parts of Prism over the years, is the photos. And then there are black lines on the left and right borders that kind of form an X, and I'm not a real big fan of those. I think they break up the gold a little more than they should, but they don't necessarily kill the design for me either. Unfortunately, though, the shine on this version 
or lack thereof doesn't do it any favors. It The gold does not pop. And who knows, maybe it's not all that different from some of the other years. Maybe it's an optical illusion with those black lines in the border, but it doesn't look as pronounced to me. And it didn't look that way for the most recent optic either. So I think it might be a printing issue. I've raised this on social media before. Other people have, have confirmed they think the same thing. Um, and I'm looking at chromium card printing across several manufacturers now, not just Panini. I think that's the way it's going to be for the time being. So I wouldn't be surprised if the 2023 golds end up a little dull looking too, um, just like these 2022s, but we'll see. Um, and right now though, I'm only worried about the ones that have already been released because this is a, a countdown for the existing ones. And that includes my next one, which is number nine. It's the 2021-2022 Prism Gold. I don't really have a lot to say about this one, good or bad. And the things that I do want to touch on repeat some of the design elements I've talked about already. Similar to 2022, this one has a pretty thick gold border, which cuts down on the game photos. And then there's another inner border that's kind of intertwined and, and forms an hourglass shape. If it didn't take up so much space, I'd probably just be indifferent towards that part of the design. But then we get to the shine where I think it's it's pretty mediocre and it's on par with the 2022 that I discussed before. So there's really nothing else that needs to be said here. All in all, the 2021 is just kind of average overall, which is why it ended up more in the middle tier that I referenced earlier. Okay, the next card, which is also in that middle tier, might surprise some people because it's from the first five years of the product. Number eight on my list is the 2016-2017 Prism Gold. And it's funny, I've criticized a couple of the years already because the border was too thick, and I wanted to see more of the game photos. Well, I'm going to sound a little like Goldilocks here because I think the 2016 version needs more border. That's right, I complained about there being too much border, now I'm saying there's not enough border. I guess I need something in the middle of the two extremes before I can say it's just right. Now, I should clarify... When I say 2016 needs more border, I don't think the existing border needs to be any thicker, but there are large portions on the left and right side of each card that have no border. And as a result, 2016 has less actual gold on it than any other prism design to date. And that's really my only knock on it, but it, as you can see here, it, it ranks pretty far back, so it's a, a pretty big knock. Otherwise, it's still a clean looking design. The gold parts have pretty good shine, and then even the game photos do a pretty good job of refracting light, which can't be said for every year, especially those newer ones that I've talked about already. Okay, number seven on my list is the release that came a year after that last one, and that's 2017-2018. And this particular year is unique in that it's the only year that doesn't have gold on any of the corners even on the gold prism cards. Instead, it has this like, I don't know, black and gray lined area, which almost looks solid black until you look at it a little closer. And up until this point, every year prism gold had had four gold corners. And after this release, then 2018 had two gold corners. And then it went back to four in the years after that. Uh, and then there are dimples in the gold area going up and down the sides. Um, I really don't mind the design change at this time. You know, if you looked at the stretch from 2014, 15, 16, 17, you're looking at four vastly different prism designs, but they all worked. And I like the 2017 set in general because it's the only set that had coaches in it. I don't know if that really counts for anything on these rankings. It, it shouldn't, but uh, it is at least worth mentioning. 
Now, the gold itself, that's the big part that I always come back around to. It seems a little dull on this one. And really, some of the other parallels from that year do too. I, I would say the 2017 Blues might be the worst Panini Blue parallel of all time. And I'm not trying to be hyperbolic there. I hate them. They're horrible. Uh, the gold does, however, look pretty good on the rookies that have to crop pictures. Um, on those, um, the background is mostly gold with a subtle ring pattern behind each player. So once again, we see that ring pattern. Uh, they didn't work in 2019, but they're not all that bad when they're incorporated in the 2017 design. Okay, so that concludes the middle tier that I've referenced a couple of times now. So we've worked our way through the what I consider the bad and the average tiers of Prism Golds. The next six are all ones that I like quite a bit. So uh, everything from here on out will sound a little more favorable. And I, I hope that's a good thing. I'm not trying to be super negative about all these designs. Number six is the most recent version uh, in the top six. I should say it's the newest version that's in these top six here. It's 2020-2021. And I would say aesthetically, this reminds me quite a bit of the 2021 release you know, the one I said I felt indifferent about. However, there are a few small differences that help set this one apart. First, while it features a similar hourglass pattern, this one doesn't take up quite as much space on the card, so it leaves a little more room for the photos. Additionally, the gold on these probably rivals any of the best-looking golds that I'm going to talk about from here on out. And the more I look at these, the more I think some of the dimples and lines that are part of the border might help contribute to the look of the shine. Maybe it makes for more areas to refract light. I don't know. I don't understand the science of it all, but I can tell you it's something a lot of these real shiny ones have in common. And I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but it looks really good. I can tell you it looks good. So anyway, I really like 2020. I wish they would have scaled back on the hourglass and made it more of a regular border, but then it would have looked a lot like the 2015 release, which you'll hear about more later on. Uh, not yet, though. I rank it higher than number five. So number five is actually the 2018-2019 design. And yes, that's the famous Luca year. And Mrs. Wax Museum and I had a lot of fun chasing Luca rookies that year. I try not to let nostalgia for certain years affect my rankings here. It's possible it might have played a little part, but uh, I will say I legitimately like the look of the 2018 Golds. And I mentioned earlier that 2018 had the black section on two of the corners. That really wasn't anything new after the 2017 set, so it didn't bother me then. It doesn't bother me now either. The border's probably a little thicker than it needs to be, but they did something unique with it that they haven't done with any other year. They used a mixture of dimples and lines that all run the same way in a pattern along the three sides of the cards, whereas the other years, the lines and dimples kind of cross and run in different directions. And like I mentioned before, I think those dimples and lines have some sort of effect on the card's shine. And the 2018 gold is no exception. There's plenty of gold on the surface of this design, and it really pops. Now, I say there's a lot of gold, but not nearly as much as my number four design, which sets the record by far. It is, of course, the popular 2014-2015 design. So, when you're looking at all the prism years laid out side by side... 2014 sticks out like a sore thumb because every player is pictured from the waist up, the images are cropped, and the background of the card is gold. There's no nameplate box for each player's name. Each name is just laid over the picture at the bottom of the card. And as I alluded to earlier, this is a very popular year for Prism Gold, and it's easy to see why. The design looks awesome. 
and I think it allows for the gold to really pop. Now, I am a traditionalist, so there's a part of me that wishes it had more continuity with the rest of the releases, but I'm not going to knock it down a bunch of spots in the rankings just for that. So I do like this one. It's not necessarily number one, but I think number four is still pretty good nonetheless. And I mentioned being a traditionalist there. My number three might be the most traditional looking design of them all. And that's the 2015-2016. And I told a handful of people that I was going to be ranking Prism Golds. And and 2015 came up a couple of times. The first person said, well, you know, I figure that's going to be your favorite just because there's so many pacers in the set. And they are right. There are a lot of pacers in the set. I think there might even be like 13 because there's retired players. There's three rookies. There's the regular roster. I promise you, though, I did not factor that in. I'm not mad about it, but I didn't factor it in. The other person that mentioned something about 2015, they unprompted made a point to bash it. And let me just say this. I will not tolerate any 2015 Prism Gold Slander in my DMs or on my timeline because I love the set. And I love the design. And really, what's not to love? I don't I don't even know what their knock was because I didn't even hear it, right? Um, and, and I say this, you know, it was a friend of mine, so we were kind of joking around. But first off, you have a pretty standard border around the edge of the card. Remember, at the time this prism came out, prism was in the process of continuing that Topps Chrome lineage. We didn't have Optic yet, so it was nice to go back to a prism set with a more traditional style border. There aren't a bunch of goofy boxes or lines or hourglass shapes or anything like that. I mean, you know, it has some of the typical prism markings, but for all intents and purposes, I think it resembles what a standard card border should look like. And then on top of that, it has an amazing shine. And I'm sure you expect me to say that at this point. Maybe uh, I've run out of ways to say that, but there's no way a, a prism gold makes it into my top five without a great shine, especially not my top three. Okay, my number two prism gold is probably one that a lot of you are expecting in the number one spot. And I'll pause here just for a little bit of suspense. But just because something is the original doesn't necessarily mean it's the best. My number two Prism Gold is 2012-2013. And I just got done talking about 2015 and the traditional style border. Well, 2012 has that as well. Most of it has the dimples in the design, with the exception of the middle part on the sides. It's got a bar toward the bottom with the player name. And then another thing that I really like that's actually unique to 2012 Prism, it has the team logo on the front of the card. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever looked at all these? That might be a trivia question to keep in mind for later on. What's the only Prism designed to feature team logos on the front? Well, it's 2012. And on top of that, the shine is great. The photos are great. It does feel important with it being the first release, although I I tried not to factor that into my rankings here. Um, But overall, the 2012 is an example of something Panini just got right early on, even if people weren't so receptive to it at the time, myself included. I've talked about that on this show before. Okay, number one, finally made it through all 11. I, I tried not to spend too long with each one of these, and this isn't much of a grand reveal if you've been paying attention up to this point. My favorite Prism Gold, hands down, is 2013-2014. My favorite Prism release in general. There was just so much about this product that Panini got right. But talking about the golds specifically, the gold borders on these cards really pop. And like the 2012, I think a lot of it has to do with the dimples in the design. 
but the pictures inside the border have a good shine in them too. And I like the fact that the nameplate spans the bottom of the card. It's easy to read. It's not over the top of other images like uh, in 2014 and 2012. And then I think the branding is really spot on with these two. And uh, that was important to me with, with Prism establishing itself as uh, a major Panini brand. Because on the 2012, the word Panini was kind of hidden down the right side. But on the 2013s, it's part of the top border. And then after that, there's this Prism logo in the top right corner. And you can't miss it. Now, the more I look at these, I realize the left and right border partially minimizes the size of the game photos. And I, you know what? I should mention that because I've criticized it with the other releases, but for me, there's still enough of that picture here. The borders defined, the design nails it, and the gold pops. So when all of these elements combine, this year is still easily my number one. And at this point, I think it's unlikely that a future release will end up topping it. All right, well, there you have it. Um, Quick little episode this week. Maybe you think my Prism Gold rankings are spot on, or maybe you think they're horrible. Either way, feel free to reach out to me on social media. You can find me on Instagram under at Wax Museum Podcast or X under the handle at Wax Museum PC. In the meantime, if you like the content I'm providing, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Hit up the website for my affiliate links. Tag Taco Bell and let them know they can pay me in burritos. And until next time, this is the Wax Museum Podcast. <laughs>